Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean, the long weekend edition. First of the yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZFB, and it's not just yesterday, of course. We'll go right back to Saturday. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, long weekend coming at you. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, recreational running. Uh, Jack visits his granny. Lady Hawk visits Francesca, and Hinawahi Mohi becomes uh, honoured in some fashion or another. Uh, always looking for an excuse to hear from her. Uh, but before any of that, Devin Conway, of course, a pretty good uh, first outing uh, for the Black Caps. They didn't win, but he certainly did. Uh, here is his club coach skiting about him. I suppose that, that you and the whole club are absolutely ecstatic with the way that he's performed. Oh, look, to be quite honest with you, Miles, it's not a surprise to us. Um, the guy sat down about four years ago when he first arrived at the club and they were putting tags on him being a New Zealand uh, representative then. So just from the talent that we saw the uh, displayed when he first came to us. Um, but yeah, the, the players themselves are absolutely uh, over the moon around it all. Um, how do, I mean, I'm sure some of them are taking credit. Oh, I taught him that shot. I don't, how, how, um, how did you manage to wangle him to the, uh, to the club? I mean, I'm sure there would have been other people... Yeah, you know, looking for his signature. It was quite interesting, actually. It came, it came about through just through club contacts, really, back to South Africa, and we um, identified that Devon was quite interested in making the move. Um, and then it just transpired that we just seemed to be in the right place at the right time. And um, he came over, and um, obviously him and his partner Kim um, decided they wanted to make the move, um, which I thought was uh, one of the keys to his success, as they admitted. You know, to the plan, and um, yeah, we sort of were just the lucky club that he sort of decided to come and play to play for. So he basically made the full commitment, didn't he? Without any promises of, of things happening, there's an opportunity. He backed himself and came over, but fully committed by by moving lock, stock, and barrel over it. Oh, look, I think one of the key things in the journey that Jeff Devins played is his is, um, fiance Kim. I mean, they both decided to commit to coming to New Zealand. They committed to the to journey and what wanting to do with, as you say. You know, no, um, no one telling him he was going to, you know, get anywhere or anything like that. It always leaves a slightly sour taste, and I know it just sounds nitpicky and possibly even racist when our greatest sports stars actually come from somewhere else. Um, you know, Andrew Merton's always springs to mind for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, let's move on quickly to. Uh, uh, the Weekend Collective and their health hub, they were discussing recreational running. And I can't believe this is true. They were discussing it with somebody called Greg Payne. So when it comes to to the average person who might want to go for a run mm-hmm. um, and is wondering, do they need to buy expensive running shoes in order to not get injuries? What would you say to them? Um, when it comes to running shoes, there's only, from my perspective, and I'm not a podiatrist, so if you have foot pain, I'm not the person. But when it comes to running shoes... You go with comfort and you go with light. And that's pretty much it. Um, And if you are going to get into running and you're going to start to build into running, don't just use one pair of running shoes. Oh, really? Yeah, vary your shoes around because your foot will get used to that particular type of shoe. And if you are a runner, so a lot of people say, well, I use the the New Balance 1080s. Between version 1 to version 2 to version 3, they're different every year. So... You've got to get your foot used to different shoes, you know, how your foot moves in the shoe, how your foot reacts to the shoe, and that therefore has an effect up the kinetic chain, how your knee and hip and everything else works. Because there'd be people listening to this um, show who would um, who would think, look, I just can't go running. Running doesn't suit me. I just feel it's just not comfortable. And I feel I always get a twinge here and there. I mean, are there, is that, um, are there a lot of people who think they can't 
run mm-hmm. who actually, you know what, to tell you what, uh, if you've had a couple of sessions with Greg, yeah. with you, um, you might be like, actually, you, you can. This is what you're doing wrong. Yeah, I mean, there's a, a real, there's a line that I get all the time and annoys the, the, a lot out of me, and it's <laughs> running causes pain. Running gives me knee pain. Running gives me osteoarthritis, and that is not the case. Running does not give anyone knee pain or osteoarthritis. It's how you run mm. gives you knee pain, or if you continue to run through that pain, you can develop osteoarthritis. Yeah, so there might be something in that, because when I, I run, I look like I'm about to die at any moment. Uh, I, you know, or in fact, I'd go further. I look like I am dying. I look like I'm in the process, and my death throes. Every step is just taking me... I'm on the precipice of shuffling to the netherworld. Um, perhaps I shouldn't run that way, and then maybe I wouldn't feel that way. Is that what he's saying? Speaking of life lessons, uh, Jack uh, went to visit his gran the other day, apparently, and learned heaps. In the 1940s, she became the first woman to study physics at Adelaide University. She and my granddad went to Oxford. They completed their respective doctorates and threw themselves into computer science. Over lunch this week, Granny told me how she taught herself to program punch card computers when a single machine still took up an entire room. I explained to her the mechanics of modern VPNs, IP addresses and cloud computing systems. We talked about various applications for 5G technology. Granny at 94 kept up no sweat. Maybe I'm just a yeah, maybe I'm just a sentimentalist. But off the back of the pandemic, with a tenuous bubble in place, there was something particularly precious about deliberately taking time to share in Granny's memories. At one point, the little girl born on an outback station who once watched camels taking wool to market, used my iPad to video call her great grandson ninety two years her junior. She's still fit and sharp, but any way you consider it, Granny has lived a rich life. I thanked her as we packed up the photos. I folded up the photocopy of my dog, Paddy, first published 86 years ago in the Australian Correspondence School magazine, and I quietly decided that, you know what, I might publish it again. Thanks, Granny, I said. You're welcome, dear. She left with advice for us all. Remember, with your parents and and your granddad too, ask for their stories while you can. Yeah, so Jack, uh, I think the point of that story was he went to Adelaide, caught up with his rallies. I think that's... So, hang on, is he another foreigner who's achieved success here in New Zealand? What's going on? Uh, Lady Hawk, um, is she... Please let her be from New Zealand. Uh, very successful artist, but hasn't done anything for a while, but now she does have new music out. It has been a full-on five years, though, hasn't it? Yeah. And I'm curious to know how that has affected, you know, the the recording of this album, making music. Um, yeah, it's been like a roller coaster uh, in many ways. Like, I, yeah, it's definitely it's affected me in, in a sense that I I stopped overthinking all the smallest parts of writing and recording that I used to obsess over. I, I stopped worrying about what would happen afterwards and, you know, who's going to like this. And I just didn't care anymore. And so, not in a bad way, but in a good way. So what was that? Was that COVID or was that a whole lot of things going on in your personal life? It was it was having a baby, uh, postnatal depression, 
getting through that, getting diagnosed with melanoma, <laughs> getting through that, then COVID. <laughs> and like all those things, it was like sort of one thing after the other. And coming through it all, I was like, I'm just really privileged to be here and making music. And I feel very lucky. And during the first big lockdown we had in, in you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, it, there was this just this quiet. It was quiet everywhere, and I just felt clear, you know? Like, I felt really creative, and just everything was quiet, and I thrived. Uh, let's keep uh, inspirational uh, figures of um, New Zealand music going, that, that theme. Uh, there were Queen's birthday honours. I'm not really into those, so I don't really know what they all mean, and which ones got given to whom, but um, I'm pleased to see that somebody recognised that Hinawahi Mohi's awesome. I would really, really like to know more about music therapy, which is your big passion. Oh, it certainly is. We um, visited a music therapy centre in London when we were there promoting my music, and uh, our daughter has cerebral palsy, and um, love, has always loved music, but when we took her to music therapy, the response was absolutely incredible. And we returned home to see if we could um, find music therapy here. And, and there are therapists that have been working in New Zealand for about 50 years. But um, there wasn't sort of a, a place we could go to. So we um, decided that uh, working with some incredible people who pulled this this idea together with us that um, we wanted to share the gift of music therapy with others. And uh, we now have over 600 people each week receiving music therapy through our main centre in Auckland and Whangarei as well as um, Hawke's Bay. So um, it, it helps uh, people with autism, dementia, um, all sorts of challenges in their uh, a person's life that um, music helps to um, connect uh, with others and to uh, allow a person to express themselves, invoke lots of memories and and um, warm, rich feelings about um, um, really connecting with the world in a way that um, very few other therapies can. And also, there are generally less side effects um, with music than there are with, like, I don't know, antipsychotic drugs. And sometimes you get a ringing in your ears if the music's being played very loudly. But that's about the extent of it. I mean, I obviously get a headache if I'm exposed to too much country and western, but... You know... You, sometimes you just got to play around with which music works best for you, don't you? I'm Glenn ZB. I'm hope, hopefully these sounds didn't give you a headache. Um, if not, if you found it therapeutic, join me for another session uh, tomorrow. See you then. Listener.